Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show is brought to you by People's Golf Carts, Virginia Birth Father Registry, CarMax, Cap Center, Lux Chevrolet, and Joe's Inn Bonaire. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. Buck bounce pass down the lane to Sherrod for the layup. He spins it in and one. It's a career high 23 for Nick Sherrod. One four with 10 to shoot. Sherrod head of the key. Angles it left to four with five to shoot. Drives baseline, takes the step back jumper. Pretty shot by Quan Moore. Swish. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is the Spiders Sports Line on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network. Welcome, everyone, to tonight's edition of the Spider Sports Line, live as we are each and every Monday night from Joe's in Bonaire, and as has become tradition and good tradition, another packed house in the restaurant tonight. So thank you all for being here this evening. Thank you for squeezing in. I think we have filled every table for uh, dinner and college and spider basketball talk tonight with head coach Chris Mooney plus our uh, special player guest tonight, DeMonte Buckingham, will join us in the middle segments. And, of course, it was a great week to be a spider. Two great team wins over Duquesne and Davidson. And then today, two great individual honors, Nick Sherrod, the Atlantic 10 Player of the Week, and Grant Golden, the Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Week. So congrats to both of those guys who have been on this show before and obviously will be back again. So really good week for the Richmond Spiders. Two more wins. The win streak now at 5, 6-3 and three in the conference, hitting the halfway point in conference play and a week off before picking it back up again Saturday against George Mason. Congratulations and all of that, Coach Chris Mooney, and welcome back to Joe's Inn. Thanks, Bob. Great to be here for sure. Hey, I thought there was great similarity between the two wins this past week, both on the road, hostile environments at Duquesne Wednesday, at Davidson Sunday. You needed a toughness to win those games, but you also needed a poise to win those games. Do you feel as though there was some similarities between the two wins this week? Definitely. I I thought that the Duquesne game was a very physical game, very uh, highly competitive, very intense game. And, um, you know, I thought that, you know, in both games, we were able to get a lead in the second half, which is very important on the road. And um, in both games, of course, the teams came back. Uh, but we were we were able to we, we I think we um, were were tough in both and poised in both. You know, um, in the in the Duquesne game, I thought we were very tough because I thought they really play a physical style. Um, you know, it's it's on the road. It's that much more of a of a challenge. And, um, you know, we were able to, to establish ourselves early, which was important for us. Uh, but I thought we were able to really be tough enough and uh, and yet skilled enough and calm enough to to um, to score and, and be consistent offensively. And then uh, the Davidson game, you know, Davidson, a great team and program. And uh, I thought that we really played very well. And I thought we brought some great aggression to the game. Um, you know, the pr- pressure that we were able to put on the perimeter players and uh, how hard we worked on the, in the paint on defense. Uh, I thought those things really showed up and were very critical in us winning the game. People are starting to talk about spider basketball now with physicality and toughness and aggressiveness. Uh, I hope you're comfortable with those kind of adjectives describing your basketball team these days. Uh, Those are great. Uh, Those those are really great. And I think, you know, uh, glad that we have Buck here. I think he really embodies that. Uh, You know, and and all the guys. I mean, there's been a – you know, obviously a, a ton of improvement, but also guys, I think, really getting more confident and comfortable and recognizing how important all those little details are and how important each possession is, how important it is to um, how it, important it is to um, uh, to defend every time, to, you know, be physical in, in, in the low post, uh, to, you know, to 
dive after loose balls, to create turnovers, all those things have really been critical for us. I think our guys have embraced it. Well, let's talk about the two guys who won conference honors this week because neither one of them are here tonight. So we'll talk about them without embarrassing them a little bit. Nick Sherrod, player of the week in the Atlantic 10, uh, really carried the Spiders on his shoulders offensively Wednesday night at Duquesne with the career-high 28 points and then followed that up with his first career double-double in the Davidson game, 10 points and 14 rebounds. Tremendous. Uh, I mean, really two tremendous games. I thought he was active uh, in both games, you know, I'd say the the most critical baskets he scored were in the low post. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the most critical overall thing he did was rebound probably. And uh, to have that many rebounds in a game was is, is just tremendous. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, we play a small lineup, but DeMonte and Nick are both strong, aggressive uh, guys who really like to rebound, like to play inside, can mix it up. Uh, but yeah, that was Nick had. Uh, that was a great, great week for him, and I think you can see the confidence that he's playing with right now, and you know, just a, a peek to how good he's going to be. Because I think we all knew him as a shooter, and uh, I think that he's he's a really, really good all-around player with a great sense for the game and a great toughness for the game. Pretty obvious to us and Spider fans who know him closely that he added some weight in the offseason. Yeah. He put on some girth. He had been in the weight room. How much of that was to try and get him more involved in the low post offensively and then to be able to rebound with guys who maybe are a little bit taller than him? Right, exactly. I, well, I feel like uh, he really has attacked his weightlifting regimen, and uh, obviously Jay does a great job with all of our guys. And and I've, I've really worked and, and uh, need to continue to work hard with DeMonte and Nick. I think they both have a real knack to score in the low post. And um, – you know, even though they have, they might the finishes might end up looking a little bit different, uh, but I think they both have a really uh, a knack to score. They have strong, you know, uh, lower base. Uh, they can both dribble really well, which is really important in low post scoring. Um, and and they have they have the ability to finish and are very good passers out of it mm-hmm. in case there's trouble. So uh, I think that's uh, just the beginning for for Nick in particular, since we're talking about him in terms of being able to score in low post and. Uh, and really position himself and get to where he wants to get to on the floor. You know, obviously he had the key bucket amongst his 28 points Wednesday night because he had the last bucket in overtime that gave us the lead for good. I thought the one he had yesterday was particularly critical. You mentioned, again, in the low post, back to the basket, backs his guy in. I think the lead had been cut to four. The place was getting loud. They were making a run, and he was so under control and so composed and banked it off the glass like he's been doing it all his life, which I guess he has. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I th- On that possession, you know, we had a nice long possession, and DeMonte really gave him like a second and third look and bounced it in there. Uh, and, you know, and that's really what, what playing together is about is, you know, we really want you to have this and, you know, see what you can do in there. And, and uh, Nick was. He, he had a, a, a guard on him or Goodmanson, maybe the same size, uh, but he was really able to, to maneuver himself and get around and get off a really nice shot and, Looks fairly easy when he does it, but um, but I thought that possession, you know, DeMonte giving them that second and third look, his move and being under control, you know, all really good signs. All right, how about Grant Golden, who was with us last week, obviously, as the Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Week this week, had back-to-back 20-point performances in the two wins at Duquesne and at Davidson. I thought his first half yesterday was particularly critical, Chris, because obviously the shots weren't falling, the three-point shots weren't falling, and he was able to get you some buckets at close range. No and, doubt. And three-pointers. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, uh, well, Grant is, is really um, obviously a, a terrific player who's going to have a great, great career, and uh, he was. I, I thought that going into the game, I thought we had, uh, you know, I thought we had a bit of a speed advantage overall, and I thought we could score the ball inside, and especially with Grant. And I think he might have had the first six points of the game, and um, you know, he was able to to uh, get himself free, get himself open, make knockdown shots. I thought he played a good defensive game. Uh, he was he was, uh, you know, he made a three kind of right in front of where you were in the in the second half. Uh, that was a big shot. And a big play, and it just makes us that much more difficult to defend uh, when our center can step out and make a three. And then uh, in the Duquesne game, he was he was really good. You know, we called his uh, called for a play to go into him with about 30 seconds left in regulation. He converted a three-point play, and um, you know he he is uh, he, you know his his maturity and consistency is really impressive for such a young player. Um, 
Yeah, back-to-back 20-point games for him, as, as we said, and player of the week. And as we said, he had the offense going in the first half yesterday. What was the message beyond that to stay in that game and actually have the lead at halftime, even though offensively the shots weren't falling as, as well as you would like, that the defense was why the Spiders were ahead at halftime? Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, to, uh, we struggled on offense because we talked about this after the game. Uh, I thought we did get the ball inside around the foul line area along the baseline. Uh, but we shot one for ten from three, and I thought all but maybe one or two shots were really the right shot and good shots in rhythm, uh, and that's that's going to be a, that's going to be hard, and and mm-hmm. uh, especially against the zone, it's it's a little bit you know those are three point shots are going to be open, and um, that's what you're going to get even if you're a good passing team, a tall team, whatever it is, you're gonna you're gonna end up with some open three point shots, and um, you know we didn't convert enough of them, but we still had the lead by one because of how well we were playing defense and. I thought that, you know, it was probably our best defensive game of the year because that's a team, especially in their building, uh, you know, if, uh, they don't lose too many at home and uh, they always shoot a very high percentage and we were able to really, uh, you know, n- not just have a hand in everybody's face who shot but also create turnovers and get steals and played a really thorough de- uh, defensive game. Not that he wasn't already, but Quan Four has really become – an extraordinary on-the-ball defender, hasn't it? You've been putting him on the other team's best player. Didn't yeah. matter whether he's a five-ten guard or a, or a six-eight forward. It seems. Yeah, you know, uh, he, he's really such a difficult guy to drive around, and you know, he and uh, Jacob are different kind of defenders that are both very, you know, have both have great advantages. And uh, Quan, he's just able to stay in front of his man uh, when he when he's really focused in. And uh, I thought they were able to put ball pressure on Davidson right as they crossed half court very consistently throughout the game and I thought you know with a team that's um, a skillful team and a rhythm team I thought that was disruptive right right from the beginning of their offense they weren't able to get themselves set or moving uh, you know as they as they usually are and so um, you know Quan he's really really a, a, a terrific defender and uh, it's something that you know th- those are the kinds of things that that shows up all the time and um, and he has he has provided some incredible defense for us. All right, last thought, and then we'll move on. We'll go to the phones, although I have to ask your permission for us to do something here in just a moment. But first, you mentioned winning on the road. So at Duquesne, they had won 10 straight at home. Spiders win there. Davidson was 6-0 and at home. Spiders win there. How significant is that moving forward? And We've talked about this. You know me. I like road wins better than I like home yeah. wins, actually. I think they tell much more about your team when you win on the road than when you do it at home, all due respect to our fans, obviously. <laughs> but I really do believe that and believe that over the years, the significance of being able to do that moving forward. Really important and really impressive. Uh, you know, those are – they had two – you know, and then to count the BCU game, the sure. three, three games on the road um, in great environments and different kinds of games and games where we – uh, shot we didn't shoot well for long stretches uh, games that we really needed to dig in and um, games with really good players on the other team that we had to guard and pay special attention to and you know games where the, the crowd got involved and things didn't go our way like they don't on the road so yeah I think those I, I agree with you you know if you know winning road games is a really challenging thing and you know for the for the, the folks who follow follow college basketball and are at the Robin Center and you know, when you're down close and you, you, you feel that momentum and the intensity and the crowd, uh, that, that's really that, I mean, that's really fun, but that's really a challenge, especially when you're on the road. And um, to have those games kind of under our belt and in the win column uh, is pretty impressive. You said this on the postgame real quick. Did you really say that in the huddle yesterday that you just looked at the guys and said, hey, this is fun. This is what yeah. it's all about. This is, this is why we work our tails off in the Robin Center at practice every day. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and uh, it is fun. I, I think when you, you the crowd's getting into it and they're playing the music and uh, the team's on the run, that, that is fun. And, and uh, it's hard getting up at 7 in the morning and lifting weights mm-hmm. and, and uh, running out on the football field and coming back in and getting shots up late at night. Th- those things are hard. But playing in those environments, that's, that's fun. And uh, I think our guys, this, this young team has really embraced that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so last week on this show, Ivan did not call in. A lot of people asked. A lot of people were worried. Where's Ivan? So then the Spiders went 2-0 and this week. So, Chris, is it okay to put Ivan back on the air or not? Well, I, th- oh. <laughs> I think 
12 good years gets him, gets him the nod there. All right, Ivan, you're up with Coach Mooney. We missed you last week. Oh, well, thank you. I, I missed everybody. I, I, was, I, <clears throat> I was sick and my wife was sick, so just couldn't make it last week as much as I wanted to. Well, glad you're back with us today. What do you got for Coach Mooney? Well, first, congratulations on, on two back-to-back fantastic road victories. Thanks, Ivan. And, I really and, appreciate I'm, it. I mean, your team has really come a, a long way, and I just think the and I just think the rest of the season, if you pl- keep playing like this, there's no there's no telling where you're going to uh, wind up. Well, I, I appreciate it, Ivan, and, and uh, I think the the guys deserve so much credit uh, for how hard they've worked and uh, how persistent they were when when uh, things weren't going as well. So we're we're excited to keep playing and and uh, looking forward to this week's game um, against Mason. What can you tell us about Mason going into that game Saturday, and are you going to be? Uh, and what are you going to be doing until the uh, next? Until you play Saturday evening, I mean Saturday afternoon, you're going to be just uh, putting the players through the paces, just relaxing a little, going recruiting. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some recruiting, and um, and then we're gonna have our guys have had off today and tomorrow, so it's a rare back-to-back days off for them, which is which is good and. Uh, I think we'll probably practice Wednesday, a practice where we just where we don't start the scouting report yet. We have a, a quick workout, make sure the guys get in, get a sweat, uh, run up and down a little bit, but um, but not worry about the Mason scout until Thursday and Friday. So uh, I think it'll be good for our guys to to have some recovery, uh, to look forward to uh, to the game, and you know the bye week is always really important. You know when you can when you can have some time where you're not just worried about scouting reports, which seems like you're always looking at stats, you know, looking at film, worried about those things as coaches and players. Uh, now we can just concentrate on ourselves, get ourselves, um, you know, get ourselves some rest and, and hopefully have a, a good workout Wednesday and, and then get back to business as usual on Thursday. I've really been really impressed with the way you've been rebounding and, and your offense just seems to be clicking at the right time. Well, I appreciate it. I, I think that obviously in both those areas, we've, we had a long way to go, and uh, our guys have have worked hard. You know, it's uh, you know every every guy has to work hard to improve his own skill set and his abilities. But then when you have you know the we, we the way we try to play with five guys uh, reading each other and 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 making the decisions uh, based upon the others' uh, movement and action, that takes a little bit of time. So I, I feel like we've we've really improved in that in that department and i think we can continue to improve there and uh because we have some good players who can who are threats to score on a lot of different places on the floor and as as we continue to get more and more comfortable with each other i think i think we can continue to improve well good luck coach i hope you go come up with a big team victory this saturday thanks so much ivan i appreciate it all right ivan thanks thanks for getting back with us this week and hope you're feeling better we will take a timeout. Demonte buckingham will make his way to the head table you'll hear from the spider sophomore standout when we come back spider sports line continues live from joe's in bonaire on 99.5 spn this is the spider img sports network powered by ace electric You've heard that Lux Chevrolet is more than 100 years old. Now help Lux celebrate 100 years of Chevy trucks. From the midsize Colorado with a new diesel engine to the Silverado HD, Lux has a truck for your lifestyle. Lux also has an experienced sales staff to help your company with commercial truck needs, including service bodies, KUV vans, and other body applications. Call 804-798-9261 or online at LuxChevrolet.com and buy your next truck from Lux. Lux Chevrolet in Ashland. Joe's in Bonaire is proud to support University of Richmond basketball. Join us every Monday evening at 5.30 for the live broadcast of the Spider Sports Line, the Richmond men's basketball radio show featuring head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Come early and visit Bonaire Provisions, supplying meat, seafood, game, growlers, and wine. Joe's in Bonaire and Bonaire Provisions are both located in the Bonaire Shopping Center at the corner of Buford Road and Forest Hill Avenue. Visit us on the web at joesinbonaire.com or bonaireprovisions.com. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Overhanging trees present a real danger. During high winds, falling branches can damage roofs and windows. So today, I'll show you how to protect your home by wrapping it in bubble packaging. All you need is a staple gun and 142,000 feet of bubble packaging. Let's get started. 
You could try to protect your home with bubble packaging, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Call GEICO and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. I want Wing Zone. Tired of the same old takeout? Want something hot, juicy, crispy, and delicious? You need Wing Zone. Whether you're sitting down to watch a game or going out for hot, juicy wings and a cold beer, Wing Zone has what you need. Award-winning sauces on hot, crispy wings. Dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Call 553-1515. That's 553-1515. Or order online at wingzone.com. When you think wings, think Wing Zone. I want Wing Zone's wings. Your courtside seat for Richmond Spiders basketball. Brought to you in part by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. A 99.5 ESPN. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with Richmond basketball coach Chris Mooney. We're live at Joe's in Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center and broadcasting live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Buckingham dumps it down low to Golden, backs his way in, turns, puts it up, off the glass, good, and a foul by Grant Golden. Through the contact, the fadeaway off one foot. Banked it home. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line live from Joe's Inn, Bon Air. Thank you for being with us on this Monday night, 5.30 to 6.30 on 99.5-1027 ESPN, ESPN 950 on the AM side of the dial and richmondspiders.com online. All right, our guest tonight, Spider sophomore standout DeMonte Buckingham, averaging 12.6 points, 7.2 rebounds per contest and leading the league in number of times hitting the floor most often with his backside, right? <laughs> Uh, Jason Vita, our PR guy who's actually not here tonight, did say he's going to start keeping that stat. Yeah. How many times does Buck hit the floor and the correlation to spider victories? Yeah, that's good. That's, that's the good. best stat. Yeah. You know, I know you don't like stats, Chris, but you like that one. <laughs> that's pretty tell. good. That's Buck, pretty good. thanks for being here tonight. How thanks, are you? Thank you for having me on. Let me ask that more specifically because that's been the most popular question of people filing into the restaurant tonight. How's Buck? How's Buck doing? You go down with the apparent ankle injury in the first, I don't know, 30 seconds of the game. You come back, you wind up playing almost 30 minutes in the contest. Tell us what happened and how you're doing today. Uh, I'm feeling well. Uh, I just I went up the uh, block Pritchett shot, and I just came down wrong on my foot. And, like, my foot landed uh, against the uh, bottom of the court, and it just turned it uh, really the wrong way. It was really bad, and it just – like the pain that was just going on my leg, but um, Coach Mooney came over there and uh, the trainer came over there and just held me up. And I told Coach Mooney just put me back in the game. I'm going to fight through it. And so we put me back in the game. I was fighting through the pain, still uh, hurting a little bit. Uh, I went to treatment today and I put ice on it and stuff like that. So I'm still I'm feeling a little bit better right now. These back-to-back days off probably couldn't have come at a better yeah. time for you. <laughs> great, great time. <laughs> <laughs> was there any doubt when you walked out there, Chris, that Buck was going to get back on the court? Well, at first I wasn't sure because you know he was he was uh, he was tangled up with the with the, the uh, photographer, camera. right? The camera guy, yeah, <laughs> under the basket. And uh, I think Buck had a, had a few pounds on the guy, so I felt bad. I felt more bad for his leg. Uh, <laughs> there's some force that comes with that body, you know. And, uh, but no, and, and I think when he turned over, Adam was talking to him and you know to, doing the pressure points and things like that, and I, I felt like he would be okay. Um. Demonte, let me ask you the same question. I think everybody's asking why. Why has this team improved to the point that it has now? What's been uh, the secret to success over these past five games? I would say our confidence level has been building, uh, starting in practice. Uh, basically, just Coach Mooney always just comes uh, as soon as he comes out of practice, tell us let's have a great practice for us. Always, that's how it's going to start. And so Nick and I, Quan, we just try to go out and just try to motivate the team, just try to have, have a lot of communication out there. And I feel like that's, that's what's getting us going, just a lot of communication, just believing in one another. And that's what we bring into the court, and I think that's what's starting this uh, great win streak that we have right now. It also looks to us, watching the games game in and game out, that the group on the court isn't thinking as much about what you've got to do, what the next read is, that, that it's become much more – uh, natural, much more ingrained to you guys. Is that accurate or or not? Yeah, I would say in the beginning of the season, we're basically just playing, uh, like playing just to like find, uh, basically to learn the offense. Um, like we had like Jacob, you know, he plays a lot of uh, the minutes of the team. He, he's a point guard, and I was telling him, you're a point guard, so you're a leader of our team. So it's 
you you're gonna have to get our like stuff down like very quick and he always listens to me so he's been doing very well with that he's been doing very well with leading us so like jake he just uh definitely pushes us and it just goes down the line from Quan, he's definitely a, a great leader and we just Basically, they, those two, they they really run our offense and really get us to where we're going. Uh, we get past half court, get them the ball. Uh, Coach Mooney tells us which which play to set up, and Quan and Jacob they get a, get us get us into the right play at the right time. We end up getting a bucket most of the time during uh, our offense. Well, that's a really interesting point on Jacob being the leader of this yes. team, and and I think mm-hmm. inherently, when you're a freshman, you're a little reluctant to do yeah. that. I mean, mm-hmm. you're just getting there, and I've noticed Buck in the last two weeks he has talked about himself, and not in any bragging way at all, but as the quarterback yeah. of the team. And he hadn't used that word before the past couple of weeks in talking with us. But you guys have been imploring him, haven't you, to be the quarterback? Yeah, yeah I always tell him this. Like, you're the point guard. We're going to have to do what you say. Uh, like, when he huddled us up, I, he, uh, he, he's fine. I think he finds it, like, uh, kind of crazy because I'm older than him. And when he's talking to me, I look him right in his eyes and, like, what do you want me to do? And, like, you want me to do this? Like, you're a leader. It's like, I'm going to listen to you. And whenever you listen to me, I'll be a leader for you also. And I feel like that's that's what this team is getting right now. And I feel like that's putting us on the right pace. How difficult is that, Chris? Obviously, Jake wants to do it, but he's also respectful of the older guys, whether they're even just a year older or, or two years. And, and I really did feel that yeah. with him, that, that early in the year, he knew it was probably yeah. by definition what he was supposed to do, but he didn't want to step on any toes. Yeah. And now in the last three weeks, he'll tell you, hey, I, I'm the quarterback yeah. of this team. You know, I, that's interesting that, that DeMonte said that because I thought last year, um, Shondre and TJ for as, I mean, there's two of the top ten scorers in school history, mm-hmm. guys who have played a ton of games, had no totally encouraged DeMonte specifically and Nick, but specifically DeMonte to to be a leader and to talk and they saw that his value and the kind of intangible plays that he makes and uh i thought i always, i really kind of admired tj and Shondre for doing that they didn't do it with you know they didn't think twice about it they just knew it would be helpful and they didn't care who got the credit or or whatever it was and i i that always struck me as something that was a really good character trait of the both of them uh, and i think demonte that's his nature too um you know i i think there's a a feeling like, um, you know, you know, DeMonte wants to win, and you can, you know, that's really his driving force, you know. And, and some days he scores a ton. Some days he has tons of assists. He's always doing something that that's that are winning plays, including the last inbounds play of yesterday. He just, you know, some guys might hold the ball and grab it, you know, to either shoot free throws or be, you know, he has great instincts. He throws the ball ahead, the clock runs out. And so I, I do, it doesn't surprise me that DeMonte would be like that and that Jacob is – confident enough with that to to take some more leadership and he was smart enough to throw the ball to the guy that they couldn't catch because he was just too quick for them right (laughs) they tried to foul him but they back to the ball they they couldn't catch him they they couldn't catch him and the and the clock wound down well speaking of making winning plays like that take us back to the duquesne game Mm -hmm. wednesday night and i know we had asked you about the two winning plays but for folks that didn't hear about them the charge that you took and then the reach in to get the held ball and the possession arrow Fortunately, it was going our way. Oh, uh, yeah. I would say um, on the charge play, I could tell, um, like, our scout was basically, like, on Williams. He he kind of, like, go right a lot, but his strong tendency was basically go left. And uh, my person was coming up to set, uh, set the screen, and I could see the way he jabbed that he was going to go right. So I just tried to beat him to the spot and got there, set my feet, and just took it right in the chest and just laid out on the floor. And looking at the ref, hopefully he didn't <laughs> call the block. <laughs> on the road, yeah, got call, the, call, the charge call. call. And he called the charge, and uh, he, uh, he went the other way. And uh, I would say on the jump ball one, uh, I would say that I think it was a switch with me and Quan. Quan ended up switching on uh, Mike Lewis, and then uh, Mike drove to the right. And I could see how far he had the ball on and how loose it was, so I just took my chance. I had my whole palm and hand on the ball, and the ref called jump ball, and I just knew it was our ball right there. I knew we had the game. And then uh, you knocked down the free throws as well, and at one point, I think I read your lips. You ran to the free throw line, huddled with Grant Golden, and you mm-hmm. just looked at him and said, I got yeah, this. Yeah. I got this. Yeah, I walked up to him. I said, I said you, want, you want me to make two free throws? <laughs> <laughs> 
He said, yes, I got you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we read your lips pretty, pretty, pretty well on that one. What does it mean to get those road wins, those tough, grinded-out uh, victories on the road in close games, mm-hmm. one in overtime, and then by three uh, yesterday? It's, it's very big, especially uh, the Duquesne game. In overtime, it showed how much we can battle with a team uh, like Duquesne. They're very – very good team. They battle very well with us. And just, I just feel like it's just building our confidence even more just by winning road games because you feel like you can go in anybody's home and just bring all the win there and just have them feeling upset. So we just, just want, I just want us to keep it, keep it going and just keep bringing hard work into practice into the games. Do you feel like you guys were able to use some of that experience from Wednesday night on Sunday afternoon that maybe you drew on some because it was somewhat similar tight game mm-hmm. end of the game crowds against you that sort of thing yeah. and you were successful Wednesday does that carry over and help it all on Sunday yeah it definitely carries over uh, I really like find it uh, very interesting how when like fans are yelling we st- we find a way to stay calm still get our offense and find ways to score because you know some teams they will like yeah, uh, fans will be loud and they'll start to fumble and uh, start running plays. Uh, the wrong plays or make the wrong decisions. And it's just very interesting that we stay calm and uh, get us in, in our offense. Like I said, Jacob McQuan, they always keep us calm and get us in our offense. And I feel like if we keep doing that, we'll be fine the rest of this conference play. You think that would have happened at the beginning of the year? Or is that one of the valuable lessons, painful mm-hmm. as it may have been, that you guys learned from the non-conference mm-hmm. portion of the schedule? I wouldn't say it happened at the beginning of the year. Um, we were still... Like, basically, we all knew that we could play our game, but we were still basically trying to learn each other's games. So I feel like that's why we ended up getting into a slow start at the beginning of the year. But now I feel like that we have it rolling, that we're, we're doing fine. We're going to be great during this conference. We echo that as well. Mm-hmm. All right, we're right at the top of the hour. Let's take a break. More for DeMonte Buckingham coming up. If you've got calls or questions for him, we will take that either on the phone or email, tweet, or text. Be glad to ask them for DeMonte Buckingham and Coach Mooney as well. Second half of the Spider Sports Line after this break on 99.5-1027 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network. Cap Center presents Teamwork Tips with Spiders men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. You can't play the same way against every team. You need to adapt to your opponent's style. Do they play zone, full court press, or just shoot threes? A customized game plan gives your team a better chance at victory when the final buzzer sounds. At Cap Center, teamwork is everything. We work with you to develop a customized game plan for buying, selling, or refinancing your home. Learn about our zero closing cost options at capcenter.com slash spiders. Prepaids and escrows not covered. NMLS ID 67717. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Equal housing lender. At the University of Richmond, you get a leading liberal arts university in a dynamic capital city where you can be an accountant and an artist. Research alongside faculty and have an internship in your field. Be part of Division I athletics and highly ranked academics. The University of Richmond. We are, you are. Diamonds Direct takes Valentine's Day to a whole new level with an unprecedented event featuring the most romantic gifts and the return of our best finance offer. Five years, zero interest on any purchase. Make plans to join us February 5th through the 14th. We've teamed up with the nation's most sought-after jewelry designers. It's an over-the-top selection of rings, earrings, pendants, bands, colored gemstones, starting as low as $200. Nothing says I love you like a diamond. And nobody makes diamond jewelry more affordable. With five years, zero interest financing. How about a $3,000 pair of diamond stud earrings and you pay only $50 a month? Or a $4,000 diamond tennis bracelet for just $67 a month? And yes, if you're getting engaged this Valentine's, you can use this to go big. How about a $6,000 designer engagement ring for just $100 a month. It's Diamonds Direct's unprecedented Valentine's celebration. February 5th through the 14th. Come meet one of our world-class designers in-store Valentine's weekend. See all the most romantic gifts and enjoy five years zero interest financing. Only at Diamonds Direct. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. It's Spider Basketball and dinner at Joe's in Bonaire. 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. You're listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Rusty Regal goes into the corner to Aldridge, dumps it down low, pass deflected by Sherrod. Buckingham comes up with it, headmans it to Sherrod to the basket, and he's got his first career double-double. Nick Sherrod with 10 points. And a game-high 14 rebound. 
the sophomore sensations from the RVA combining on that bucket. DeMonte Buckingham and Nick Sherrod. And as we said, Nick with the Player of the Week honors, first career double-double yesterday with the 10 points and 14 rebounds in the victory at Davidson. And by the way, at Davidson yesterday, we had all sorts of illuminaries sitting behind the spider bench Uh, And elsewhere in the arena, rooting the Spiders on, we had former athletic director Jim Miller and his wife were there. Obviously, Larry and Judy Bope, who hosted us over the weekend, uh, were there. Bill Fly, the Spider Hall of Famer, uh, Greg Beckwith's teammate from the early NCAA years in the early 1980s, was at the game yesterday. Former football coach Dave Clawson and his entire family was at the game uh, yesterday, and of course, the Mooney boys were at the game yesterday as well. <laughs> Danny and Ryan, they almost got a technical foul. They were sitting behind the spider bench. They were yelling so loudly. I thought I saw an official kind of look over at them once, Chris, and you blocked the view. So right. they, they did a great job of cheering the spiders on as well. And while I'm speaking about illuminaries, we have another one in the house with us tonight. I'm going to embarrass him just very quickly. College and Pro Football Hall of Famer Willie Lanier wow. is here oh, tonight. Smart. Standing up there with Jasmine Coleman. You remember Willie yes, from his yes, days, Kansas goodness. City Chiefs. So we wow. appreciate Willie being in the house with us this evening as well. But it was really neat to have all those folks at the game yesterday, wasn't it? It was. You know, Dave Clawson, uh, we, we were very good friends. We are here and have remained close. And uh, he, ha- he was in Richmond recruiting the week before, and we talked for a little while. And, uh, you know, just so you know, they, they Wake Forest beat Texas A&M in a, in a bowl game this year. That is pretty – Wild bowl stuff. game. I yes. mean, one of the great bowl games. Yes. Typical Coach Clawson That's right. offense, points <laughs> That's all right. over the place. Uh, uh, kind of game we remember him coaching here. Yeah, and uh, his uh, daughter attends Davidson, mm-hmm. and so his whole family was there. So that was really great. I got to uh, talk with him a little bit afterwards. and uh, So, yeah, great. We had a good, good spider representation. She was great before the game. We were talking with her, and she said, I wore red. <laughs> so that worked for either team, right? Uh, exactly. obviously. But they were sitting behind the, the spider bench. Dave's wife made the point that, to the kids, we're sitting behind right. the spider bench. <laughs> we're rooting for the spider. So it was really a great, great contingent of folks. And obviously, they saw a great game, and the spiders won that one. They're, they're fifth in a row. And now they got the week off heading into the George Mason game on Saturday. Hey, Buck, we talked about why you thought the team in general was better. Why is the defense gotten so much better we've talked about the offense and the chemistry and guys reading and knowing where they're going uh but there seems to be a grittiness and a toughness about the defense right mm-hmm. now how come i would say before every game uh we always try to huddle up and just say uh it always starts with that first stop uh let them know that we're here and we're not trying to uh let them score any easy baskets so uh like i would always say me and Quan, we definitely take try to take pride in our defense uh coach Mooney always uh, basically stresses to me and Quan that he he really wants, wants us to defend. He always gives us that assignment to put us on the uh, best players, and we really take on that assignment and try to our best to stop those players or put them in uncomfortable situations throughout the game. And so we just uh, basically going down the line. You, everybody knows Jacob. He loves playing defense. Uh, you would turn around, he'd get a steal in a second. <laughs> it just, it's, just, it's just crazy how he plays defense. This goes down the line. Nick, he's definitely doing a great job mm-hmm. with sliding his feet. He's been doing well with that. Grant, blocking shots. So it's just, it's just going down the line. I'm very proud of the way we've been playing defense lately. All right, so there's a great feature on RichmondSpiders.com right now on mm-hmm. Jacob Gilliard, The Art of the Steel. Yeah. And it's a great video piece that Jason Vita uh, put together. So let's take that one step further then, mm-hmm. Buck. If we had a feature on The Art of a Steel mm-hmm. with Jacob Gilliard, give us The Art of Taking a Charge <laughs> with DeMonte Buckingham. Well, I'll say the art of taking the charge, you just have to beat beat your uh, beat the uh, your opponent to their spot. Um and just basically have to uh you know, sell sell you have to sell it a little bit. A little, a little bit. Oh, I love that's, that that's twinkle in your eye on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just have to um just basically beat your man to the spot and just have to uh basically uh set your feet. Uh, I always try to ask the refs before the game start. Like you do like do you guys like basically do you guys uh like 'cause I know some refs they always say if a man runs to your like side of your shoulder, mm-hmm. they would call it a block. And some refs I ask, they say it's still a charge. So I always try to make sure, like, so if I know if a player is driving to me and I see he's going towards my shoulder, then I just try to move out of the way or just try to put my hands in the air just try to so he can take a bad shot. 
That's just how I uh, like try to find my way to take a charge in the game. Now, sometimes there is wink, wink, nod, nod, no acting going on, yeah, and you no, really are yeah. taking the brunt yeah. of a guy coming into you. How do you kind of develop the mentality and the physicality knowing that, that you are going to take some contact? Yeah, I just uh, try to brace myself for it, uh, especially if the guy's bigger than me. Um, so, like, especially when I take, try to take charges on, like, centers, uh, I definitely just try to brace myself uh, for the impact. And just uh, basically, just, you know, I'm, I'm going to always get back up and just try to uh, keep fighting my way because the next play I would take another charge and another play after that I would take another charge. So it's just, just all, all about bracing yourself and just being able to take that contact. How much are you aware of that arc that is now a part of college basketball? I think you lost one yesterday that, yeah. that would have been a charge except your feet were, were on that, that arc. How much do you, are you aware of where you're positioning yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm very aware now. Uh, I would say last year I had to get um, used to it. So I, would try to, I used to try to take a lot of charges. Last year in practice, just so I can try to uh, like practice myself, so I wouldn't have to always look down and see if I'm inside the arc before I try to take the charge. Because you know, in high school, you, no matter where you're at, it's going to be a charge if you're in the right position. So now that my mind or my body is automatically just put me in that right spot outside the arc, and now it's just a habit. Has that been a good rule for college basketball, Chris? What do you think, or not? Uh, well, I do. Th- overall, yes, I think in terms of uh, the the enjoyment of the game and scoring and. Uh, there are. This is what what's so amazing about Demonte is there are. I would. I don't know the numbers, but there are a hundred percent fewer charges attempted during the course of a game. Huh. I mean, you know, it used to be you could be standing right under the basket like Buck said in high school, and um, it just encouraged you to t- try it so much. Now you see so many half court drives that are contested at the rim, but not no contact. So I think it has been a good. I I, I at first thought it was a little bit artificial. Um, and I still kind of do, and I think it's a lot for the official to to see the, you know, if he's set and still and his feet are outside. Because you know, sometimes you, to get your feet outside that lane, you have to go into the, the guy who's who's jumping toward the rim. But I think overall, uh, I think it has made it better, and there are fewer collisions and more scoring, which is better for the game, I believe. Uh, now do you start imploring the other guys to start taking charges the way uh, Buck does. I know one of the favorite favorite drills that I like to watch in practice that I haven't seen that much. Yeah. I haven't been to as many practices, I guess, has been that charge drill that you guys well, do. We, it, so I think DeMonte, Monica will know this answer, but when he was a freshman in high school in the state championship game, I think he took three charges, right? So that is incredible. And, uh, in the first half, too. All in the first half. <laughs> all in the first half. That sets a tone. So, <laughs> yeah. so when, we, when we do the drill, you know, you have to – you know, the guy gets a running start, and you have to go in, stand your ground, and take a charge. And we always, you know, what Buck talks about, selling it, you have to, you know, let out a yell. And you wouldn't believe the amount of guys who just quietly go to the floor and don't yell or, or, or anything, you know. And and then they have to do it again. So you would just think you would just <laughs> yell first. Uh, but, yeah, Buck has an, an incredible knack for it. And, you know, there have been games in his career is already, already where he has eight defensive rebounds, takes three charges, you know, ties up, has two steals. I mean, that's 12, 13, 14 possessions that are ending with him. I mean, that's a kind of a staggering stat when you think about it. And um, he has a real instinct for it. Grant took a charge, Grant I think, in the Duquesne game. Um, uh, Nick was taking charges. Yeah, uh-huh. Nick Nick mm-hmm. is a very good position. So, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, cont- it's not quite as contagious as shooting threes. <laughs> but it's contagious. It's contagious. And I would think you wouldn't want little guys like Jake and Quan probably. Steal the ball. Yeah, just steal the ball. Don't. They may sit out that. Well, they won't sit out the drill. That's right. probably where you get your most laughs. Exactly. Are on guys like that. And make sure Quan yells, would you? Right. As quiet as he right. is, make sure. Make right. sure he yells. Uh, we'll take a couple phone calls and emails here in just a moment. Uh, what will this week be like for you, Buck? Obviously, I know mm-hmm. you need some rest because of the ankle, but for the team in general to get this week-long break. Uh, I would say this week, uh, uh, definitely getting the guys just resting, uh, still going in the gym, getting them shots. But when it's time to get back to work, it's time to get back to work. We have a, a big game, George Mason, and we, I feel like we definitely we have to get this one. We have, we have to, and I feel like we are. All right, let's finish it up with Buck. We will go to the phones. You're, as I said, invited to ask questions via email, text, tweet, or on the phone. And Bruce has dialed us up on the Spider Sports line with DeMonte Buckingham and Coach Chris Mooney. Hello, Bruce. What's up, Bob? Hey, what's up, D? Hey, DeMonte. What's up? Uh, your first cousin, <laughs> Keith uh, He's out in Colorado now, but he, 
Well, you, I don't know if you came to any uh, H Power when we had the open gym over at the uh, East End Recreation Center. Uh-huh. But I, I watched Coach, I watched Coach Harmon coach you. I watched Coach Mooney coach you. I talked with Johnny Newman about you, man. So I said at the onset of the season, Demonte Buckingham gonna put put up big numbers. We come to see you about four or five times. I like your game. Uh, I like how y'all are playing. The, the one thing I would say to you, D, is keep on representing. I mean, I, I, I like how, you know, you guys, I watched you guys in that loss against uh, the team out west, North Dakota. Um, and I like the fact, Coach Mooney, that these guys never seem to give up. I mean, these, you know, they, they play the whole game through. I, I made that comment to Bob. These guys do not stop playing. And free throws hurt us in that game. And, you know, but I just like the fact, man, of how y'all stay in the game. D, I watched you since you were a ninth grader, like Coach Mooney just referenced. So I'm just saying to you, man, I'm we're proud of you, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bruce. Right. Appreciate it. Yeah, really well said. Yeah. Which would lead me into my last question, and then we'll let you go and let you get something to eat. We've got a few minutes left for some email questions as well. Um, the opportunity to play in your backyard here at home, you and Nick particularly. Grant obviously was born here but didn't, didn't grow up or play the high school ball right here in Richmond. What's the impact and the significance for you, and I don't want you to speak for Nick, but obviously for the two of you particularly, to be homegrown products? Well, it's definitely a, a very huge impact. Uh, just having our families there every home game. Uh, just watching this play, they've been uh, at every game basically our whole life growing up. So just coming to like a college game in your own city and just looking over there, seeing that your, all your family is over there is amazing and that you're uh, playing something that you love to do in front of them and just trying to continue that and just going to always try to give that, uh, be that man of my family and just try to just go my hardest 110%. I always tell my mom I'm going to go 110% every time I step on the court for her and my dad. So I'm just going to keep playing hard no matter what. Do you ever look over at a guy like Jake and go, wow, he's from Kansas City or, or Quan, <laughs> he's from Alabama. And what's that like to be playing your college basketball that far from home? Uh, I, I know it's uh, definitely probably uh, stressful for them, uh, like especially uh, I always like, be around Julius a lot. So uh, and he's from uh, down Florida. Cocoa, yep. Florida. Mm-hmm. So uh, his family, like his mom uh, comes – Sometimes, but not a lot. So it's, I know it's very hard for him when I always talk to him about it. So I know it's, it would be a nice if this, his mom, like his family, or anybody else on the team that's from out of town, uh, families could always be at their game every time. So you're cool with Buckingham's Palace at the Robbins Center, huh? <laughs> I'm just cool with the Robbins Center. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Good way to wrap it up with you, Buck. Come back yeah. and see us, man. Thanks. Take Thanks. care of yourself. We'll see you Saturday. Demonte Buckingham, everyone. We'll take a break. Come back and have our final segment of tonight's sport, Spider Sports Line in a moment on 99.5-1027 ESPN. This is the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. People's Golf Cars is proud to supply club golf cars to Richmond Spiders Athletics. For over 25 years, Peebles has had the largest selection of gas and electric golf cars and utility vehicles in the Mid-Atlantic. Whether your needs are on campus or across the state, we offer leasing, sales, rentals, and service. Our club car factory trained technicians can service any brand at your location or ours. Visit us in Richmond, Chesapeake, or the Outer Banks or online at peeblesgolfcars.com. Like us on Facebook for $100 off your next golf car purchase. Peebles Golf Cars, 262-0778. Go Spiders. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge, or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit vabirthfatherregistry.com. That's vabirthfatherregistry.com. An important message from Medicare. Between your doctor visits, taking the right medications at the right times, and following advice from different doctors. Managing two or more chronic conditions, like high blood pressure, arthritis, or diabetes, can be overwhelming. But it doesn't have to be. Chronic Care Management Services can help you get the connected care you need by connecting the dots between your medical appointments, pharmacy, and hospital visits. Your doctor will work with you to create a care plan and check in with you between visits, 
keeping you on track and helping you with your health goals so you can spend more time doing what you love. If you have Medicare, ask your doctor about chronic care management services and get the connected care you need. For more information, visit Medicare.gov and search for chronic care management. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Getaway trip on your radar? Start your flight off on a high note at Richmond International Airport. Get a jump on your trip by being on-site and checking in at least 90 minutes prior to departure. Then head straight to the checkpoint for TSA screening. And make sure to be at your gate at least 40 minutes before your flight time. A little advanced planning goes a long way towards taking the stress out of winter travel. Richmond International Airport. Now you're going places. Hi, I'm Colonel Greg Gatson, retired Army colonel and former garrison commander of Fort Belvoir and proud U.S. veteran. I know from personal experience that the road to recovery can be difficult. If you've recently filed a VA disability claim and have to attend a VA claim exam, you've likely got questions. Search Compensation and Pension Exam on VA.gov for the answers you need and the benefits you've earned. Your VA claim exam. Know what's next. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. At CarMax, you have the freedom to shop the way you want. Explore our vast selection of vehicles at your local store, either on your own or with one of our helpful sales associates, or visit CarMax.com and search our nationwide inventory from anywhere. It's the best of both worlds. Like a cockapoo, part cocker spaniel, part poodle. And what's not to love about that? (laughs) So visit CarMax or CarMax.com and experience the cockapoo of car buying. CarMax. Drive what's possible. 14 teams come to compete, but only one will win the crown. The Heart of the Nation will host the Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship at Capital One Arena in March of 2018. Five days of nonstop basketball action. There can only be one champion. Don't miss this major college championship at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C., March 7th through 11th, 2018. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Hey, this is Tugach. Join me weekdays 10 to 1 on the Dan Levitard Show, now on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney, live from Joe's Inn Bonaire 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. All right, we got about 10 minutes or so, and I got all sorts of questions to fire at Coach Mooney here. So let me uh, scroll down the email list and get to him. And I actually meant to ask you this one earlier, but I'm glad uh, Tim, who I think is here tonight, emailed this one in as well. We already talked about Buck's ankle, but how is Paul Frenchu, Chris? He did not make the trip to the uh, Davidson game uh, yesterday and has been playing you know, three, four, five minutes a game, giving you some time off of the bench. Uh, what's Paul's status? Well, he's feeling better. Paul had uh, flu-like symptoms, and they actually had him uh, tested for the flu. Uh, which came back negative, but we thought that, well, the doctor thought that sometimes it comes back negative early and you can still have the symptoms of the flu. And we decided to see how he felt Saturday about traveling. And um, when he woke up, he, he didn't feel much better. So Adam and the doc made a decision to, to have him stay back. And uh, we and speaking with him today, he feel he does feel a lot better. And, uh, you know, as you know, you, you, you lose a lot of strength and things like that. So um, we'll, we'll visit with him again tomorrow, and I anticipate that he'll practice on Wednesday. All right. In his absence, Nathan Ko again, yeah. continues to step up, and you can just see him getting better and better. And, boy, he made two key buckets yeah. yesterday, the jumper that, again, ended a run by Davidson and the driving layup to the basket. Not only did he finish it, Chris, but he made sure he didn't draw contact yeah. and get called for yeah. a charging. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's such a special player. I think he's going to be great. Um you know, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, you know, I love the way he plays, and um, he has a great feel for the game. He's so fluid. He's a great athlete, uh, and I think, you know, it just helps him being around these guys that he's around. But uh, I, I think the world of my, I think he's going to be a truly great player. He reminds me maybe we've talked about this, of the way you used to talk about Justin Harper. And I'm not trying to compare him to Justin yet, 
uh, when, when he was a freshman and people hadn't seen it yet, and you see yeah. it every day in practice, and people were like, oh, how can you say that about Justin Harper? Justin Har-? And then, obviously, yeah. we saw what happened to Harp, and I, I get the feeling you're, you're kind of talking a little bit the same way. Yeah, I, I just I feel like, you know, for for one reason or another, you know, um, and thank thank goodness guys aren't the finished product when they come to college. And, uh, you know, it has so much to do with uh, how your body matures and your age and, and, and so much to do with your experience, your basketball experience. And, um, you know, he, he is he is a, a guy who, uh, you know, has just so few guys that size have the skill set that he does with the athleticism that he does and i think that he's going to be a world-class defender i mean he can really defend any position and uh he's up for the challenge uh and really i mean i i need to i need to, i i should play him way more you know i i really need to play him way more um and and he's you know he's getting a lot of coaching and uh handling that well and uh i think that he's going to be great Hey, speaking of coaching, before I go to this next question, uh, yesterday, uh, love it when we play defense on an out-of-bounds under and get a five-second yeah. count, and the first guy off of that bench, deservedly so, yesterday was Rob Jones. Yeah. I know your assistant coaches because yeah. they put so much time into scouts on those out-of-bounds under plays, and you got the five-second call yeah. yesterday. And Davidson has 250 <laughs> out-of-bounds under plays. They, Second only to Richmond. <laughs> they have uh, – so many, and uh, obviously, so obviously, you know, most of them are for Aldridge, but you know, there's there is a counter to a counter to a counter. So yeah, that was that was really good. And our, um, you know, uh, the way we've played defense on out of bounds plays has has changed over the years. And I, I do, you know, that those are great those are great plays. I mean, they're the kind of plays that get everybody engaged and fired up. All right, this one's from uh, Tony, who is actually here tonight. Can you outline how the team practices foul shooting? and tripped a little bit at the line yesterday. Yeah, so, uh, well, we usually have our guys are in probably twice a week for, for workouts, and, and uh, you know, many of the older players, those are shooting workouts. For the younger players, those are often real workouts where they're doing more physically. And I'd say the last, uh, you know, if we go for uh, 25 minutes, then we have 10 minutes of foul shooting with two guys at a basket. And then in practice, uh, you know, w- one thing that, that is – difficult with the Robinson we only have two baskets at practice so we don't have a lot of uh, space to have guys break up and shoot and so then we usually have a 10 minute segment at the end of practice where the team is shooting but you know it's um it's like a survivor you know you get voted off pretty you get voted off quickly so you get cut uh, at about nine minutes and then six minutes so at the end there's about kind of the nine guys that play are the ones shooting foul shots and we have to make 75 percent or we do it again and those kinds of things but um you know, shooting in itself is is the is the biggest um, our biggest need for more um, baskets to practice shooting. That is uh, that is actually our, our program's biggest need. Uh, and everybody, uh, the coaches who come through, are astonished that we practice on a court with only two hoops. Actually, uh, and so um, you know, that's something that 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 we could use, and we're always trying to be creative to figure out. When we can get in, you know, can we cut weightlifting a little short and come in? You know, it's just a lot of things we're always trying to get into the gym to shoot more. In the game yesterday, I should ask Buck this question, and this will be terrible radio, but, Buck, you can answer this from afar. Uh, did, the, did the Davidson swim team in the Speedos yesterday <laughs> have anything to do with the lack of success at the free throw line? Yes, no, you didn't even see them. <laughs> Didn't even. I, I tried not to look at. It. Beckwith was staring at them. He I'm not a, saying he, anything, right. Yeah. He had to tell me they were back there. I, I didn't even <laughs> notice. But maybe that had something to do. But you, you made the point, Chris. That's two years in a row that would you say we had missed front ends of one on ones on we, foul shots so, seven, eight, yeah, nine. Yeah, one on one is only on foul seven, eight, and nine. And last year we missed the front end on seven, eight, and nine, and made one of two on ten. This year we missed the front end on seven and eight, and made one of two on nine. Yeah. Both at Davidson, same hoop. Same swim team. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, last question real quick because we've only got about a minute, and I meant to ask you this when we were talking about Grant, and we've talked with him about this, so we're not talking behind his back. Do you feel the need to curb Grant's enthusiasm (laughs) on the court? And he has picked up technicals in each of the last two games. Yeah, so I would say yes, and, and, you know, we've talked about it, um, you know, with him. You know, I'll I'll take this side first. What what makes him a great player is that fire and that energy and that – 
um, competitiveness, and it's it's a little bit rare in in a guy six ten mm-hmm. and a young guy. Uh, but yes, I, I think that um, you know I, I don't think he I don't think he recognizes how he's so big, and when he's a little bit demonstrative. <laughs> You know, and uh, we had a, sees it. yeah, we had a very veteran crew, and uh, yeah, you did. That wasn't going to that wasn't going to get too far uh, yesterday. So, right. Right. but we've talked about it, and, and uh, I think he's aware of it, and um, you know, but that fire and competitiveness are, are pretty special. Yeah, let's keep that. We'll give yeah. him a flyer on on the rest of it. So, all right, uh, go Eagles Sunday, right? Go Eagles, let's and go. Go Spiders Saturday <laughs> against George Mason. All right, fun show. Thanks everyone for being here. Make sure to take care of your servers. As they weaved in and out of the tables tonight, Demonte Buckingham, thank you. Really appreciate you being here. Rest up. We'll see you Saturday afternoon at the Robin Center. Mitchell Bradley producing on location. Matt Josephs in our studios. Bob Black saying so long for tonight's edition of the Spider Sports Line. See you Saturday at the Robin Center. Talk to you on 99.5 ESPN. Listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. Tonight's show is brought to you by People's Golf Carts, Virginia Birth Father Registry, CarMax, Cap Center, Lux Chevrolet, and Joe's Inn Bonaire. For the latest Spider Sports news and updates, visit RichmondSpiders.com on your computer, mobile device, and tablet. Plus, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on the Spider IMG Sports Network.